Sahanavavatu Sahanopunaktu Sahaviryam Karavavahe Tejasvinavadidamastu Mavitvishavahe Om Shanti 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 Do you often feel that life's stress is all around you and somehow you can't escape it? Maybe you have one bad day or perhaps you have a few bad days in a row. Perhaps you are struggling with overwhelm, too many problems, challenges you just can't seem to work through. Today, I would like to discuss how, although stress is real, it can be transmuted. And when you learn how to use spiritual self-development, this energy called stress vanishes and gets replaced instead with a great inner calm, a comfort, and a deep power that lead to the ability for you to manifest positive outcomes in your life. Namaste and welcome to the Spiritual Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Savitri Amba, Director of the American Reiki Academy and the Vedic Healing Center. I'm a Reiki master, Vedic healing master, and spiritual life coach who has practiced and taught spiritual self-development and healing for more than 30 years, led pilgrimages to India, and studied with blessed Indian gurus. In this show, we cover topics related to metaphysics, Reiki, Vedic healing, yoga, manifestation, spiritual growth, and feng shui based upon my studies and work in these disciplines. The aim of this show is to help you awaken, develop, and tap into your spiritual power in order for you to manifest love, happiness, success, well-being, peace, and productivity so you may blossom into the highest expression of you. Welcome to today's episode, which is entitled Transmute Stress Through Your Spiritual Healing Path. I've been working consciously on my spiritual journey now for more than 30 years when I first stumbled into Reiki and metaphysics. That was kind of the conscious beginning of the path. Before that, As a young child, I was drawn to spiritual practices through regular meditation that I did at the Quaker school which I attended. I would say I found great peace and quiet in this time of meditation as a child, and it provided a tremendous solution to stress and just basic upsets I would have as a child. 
And it also provided a jumping point for manifesting my dreams because in quiet spaces, I found serenity and in serenity, I found power. But I was also fascinated with India and I sometimes like to look back on my life and figure out how I got to where I am. And I think we all do that and find it kind of amusing and really fascinating as if there have been uh, puzzle pieces that we have put together that are forming this great piece, this great puzzle that uh, is our life. So I was also fascinated with India as a child. And one of the things I remember is I used to visit my grandmother yearly in the suburbs outside of Boston. And there was a tiny Indian boutique in uh, her town, which we would visit. And actually visiting the shop was kind of a highlight of, or one of the highlights of seeing my grandmother who was really a larger-than-life person to me. She was like a loving and beautiful goddess energy. So it is very fitting that she would have taken me to the Indian boutique, which was also equally magical for me as a little girl. The boutique was located on a street full of other small stores and It was kind of in a secret location, it seemed, because to get to it, you had to walk down a flight of stairs since it was tucked below street level. So I remember descending the metal staircase and smelling the exotic aroma of cotton garments as we got closer to the entrance. Now, to explain this, new... Indian cotton fabrics have a very distinct aroma, which only comes out after a few washes. And it's partly from the vegetable dyes that are used and just the cotton, the pure Indian cotton. And just like Indian food, the smell lured me into the space. So once we entered, I was swept away to a mysterious land There were colorful little purses with tiny mirrors around them that dangled around the store. They were hung on hooks all around the store. And I saw uh, uh, garments, uh, dresses and tops with bright flower designs and little paisleys. And my eyes were struck with enchanting trinkets and beautiful objects everywhere I looked. So it was like I was being transported to a place of wonder. I was peering into exotic India and I was mesmerized as I walked down the little aisles in the store and finally I would select something which my grandmother or sometimes my great aunt would come one of them would be with me and we would buy the object and then the saleswoman would wrap it up in colorful um, tissue paper and put it in a 
very decorated bag as well. So the whole experience was so much fun as a child. And I bring this up because sometimes life gives us clues as to what we are here to explore. And it is often years before we make meaning of these messages. So I can say it is as if India was beckoning to me as a child. Now, in 1998, I took the first of many trips to India, and I was called there on an inner spiritual quest to meet gurus whose teachings I had begun studying and following. And once I arrived in India, I was transported back in time to that little boutique as I smelled the cotton fabrics and I looked at all the beautiful textiles. But I was not in India to shop. Although, of course, I shopped. Shopping cannot be avoided in India. Instead, I had gone to India seeking something much greater than the beautiful material objects that we see adorning store windows. In fact, India held a precious gift for me, an incredible spiritual path comprised of techniques, philosophies, and practices that anyone seeking inner transformation can access. This mystical course of spiritual self-development not only alleviates troubles, fears, and stress in life, but it also helps us access our own inner light, connecting us with the divine wisdom that guides us all. And in this space, our self-expression emerges to empower our manifestation capabilities. Anyone who wishes to be free of stress and all the upsets of life and consciously create on a higher level can also find the same abilities. So today I would like to talk to you about how it is not only possible but entirely probable for you to overcome stress and manifest your hopes and dreams and goals through a dedicated spiritual healing practice. And sometimes I use these terms interchangeably. I'll say spiritual self-development practice, or I'll say spiritual healing practice, or I may say yoga practice, because yoga is the art and science of spiritual self-development, of which the asanas, the physical postures that we do, are simply one element. So if I use those terms interchangeably, just so you know, I am talking about the same thing. It's a comprehensive practice. So I may say spiritual healing. I may say spiritual self-development. Sometimes I say uh, wisdom from the Vedas, India's uh, spiritual text. So I may say Vedic healing, and I may say yoga. Therefore, this spiritual journey makes it possible 
for us to face all things that come our way and ultimately to create magnificent masterpieces called our lives. So like those little colorful purses that hung all around the Indian boutique, I want to say that exciting experiences with your name on them wait for you to call them into your life. So today, here are a few tips for you to call those experiences into your life, for you to consciously create, to manifest on a higher level in this year than maybe you ever thought was possible. And here are some tips from spiritual self-development. The first tip I want to mention is to be silent daily. Through silence, we clear space for inspiration. Inspiration is feminine energy. Without inspiration, we are operating only through the intellect, which is masculine energy. Our society tends to encourage the masculine and tends to downplay the feminine. However, if we are just operating through masculine energy, this is certainly not the most complete use of who we are, since each of us is a balance of both masculine and feminine. Therefore, in terms of reclaiming or reconnecting with this feminine energy, try this. When you rise in the morning, be silent. Refrain from speaking for as long as you can. Speaking is output. So the whole day you're going to be giving output into the world through your work, through your speech, through your actions. Therefore, your times of silence are crucial for accessing divine guidance and giving a little rest to that masculine energy so that the feminine energy can emerge. Now, there are many ways to access feminine energy, to tap into your feminine power, and we will discuss these in another podcast episode. But for today, the tip is be silent daily. It will create some sort of balance with the masculine energies that are so prevalent in our society and tend to get developed in all of us. And I said that your times of silence are crucial for accessing divine guidance. Why do we want this? When we access divine guidance, we become immersed in grace. And this will guide our path in a way that the intellect just cannot do. Again, We need the masculine, we need the feminine, but we must make conscious decisions 
to cultivate, to draw in again this feminine energy that is so important. And as I said, I will do another episode on this because it is really something that deserves more attention. So tip number two, do your spiritual healing practice religiously. And there's no pun intended there. There are many elements to a complete spiritual healing practice. And each and every religion encourages such inner exercises in different manners. So therefore, whatever you are doing already that resonates with your journey, do it without fail. Do it religiously. Just like you would not skip drinking water or washing your body, your spiritual healing practice should be done daily no matter what. And it will support you in times of trouble. And moreover, you will notice that times of trouble cease to really trouble you. They just become events in your life, even the catastrophic ones you can handle. It does not mean you don't feel them and you don't feel them intensely and that you don't honor those feelings. It just means that you can move through them again with grace because of that spiritual energy that's flowing through you. So rain or shine, despite stress, anxiety, fear, doubt, laziness, no matter what comes up in your head or in your emotional body, do your practice. It will provide instant and immediate relief for whatever was troubling you before you sat down to the practice. The third tip for today is to start gently and leave room for expansion. So your practice will expand over the years. It doesn't begin in fullness. It begins in small steps. And earlier in this episode, I explained that I started with Reiki and metaphysics, and then I delved into yoga, Vedic healing, other healing techniques, and step by step, year after year, And as I received guidance from my teachers, I just expanded the practice. I love to experiment and change elements of the practice as I grow. So for instance, and this may help you, now that the weather is getting warmer where I am, I do my yoga asanas outside in the morning at the park. This is really the way yoga asanas were originally conveyed. So there were no big yoga classes with mirrors on the walls and people doing yoga in giant groups. It was and is meant to be really an inner practice. The practitioner works alone. So When you do your asanas outside, you connect with nature. Once you have an asana practice, you feel tremendous 
energy as you touch the earth and feel it supporting and grounding you. You look up at the trees and the blue sky. Maybe you listen to the birds and feel the breeze around you as you greet the sun and you feel its warmth and inspiration as you start your day. In fact, every day is an adventure. And with this amazing spiritual healing practice, the question becomes not if we should get on a spiritual path, if we've been maybe thinking about it for a while, but how can we make our path grander? There's no question about this spiritual healing practice and this path helping us. And we also ask, what new treasures will we discover will we experience as we go deeper into the techniques? So doing the practice as an organic part of your day is tremendous. There's no pressure. It's just so natural. And the practice evolves as you do it and as it becomes more and more internally guided. So those are just three tips for today about how you can breathe more life into your practice and a reminder just to keep going because this practice of spiritual self-development, of yoga, of spiritual healing will give you great, great rewards, great riches that cannot be measured but you will start to see visible results in your life in the way in which you handle things and in also what comes into your life. And that's why it is, it is intertwined with your manifestation capabilities. As you do your practice, you increase your light. As you increase your light, what you consciously draw into your life is drawn in on a higher level. And it's really quite remarkable to see the opportunities and experiences and relationships and tangible uh, rewards that come your way. So it's just an exciting practice and one in which I would not trade for anything. With the practice, we move outside of the stress, above the stress, in a different dimension than the stress. And that's why I said at the beginning of this episode that it is possible to bypass the stress, to transmute it. It's as if you have been given a very, very special gift this lifetime if you have discovered this path of spiritual self-development. And from here, there's no uh, turning back. There's only a conscious development, a movement forward, an accessing of greater light, greater inspiration, greater degrees of grace like those little Indian purses with all the mirrors around them that twinkle in the sunlight when the sun kind of shines on them. Your energy field feels like that. It feels 
twinkly and sparkly and like something exciting is happening. So yes, there are problems. Yes, there are challenges, but it feels as if, and it becomes apparent that it is possible to transmute any negative experiences in your life and move into a space of sheer acceptance and sheer contentment and utter peace and tranquility with whatever is occurring around you. If you would like more information about spiritual self-development, please feel free to reach out via the website and email me or sign up for our newsletter. Om Asatoma Sadgamaya Tamasoma Jyotirgamaya Mrityurma Amritam Gamaya Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Sairam Jai Guruji Om Amriteshwariye Namaha Hare Krishna Om Namah Shivaya